Hey everyone, in today's episode of Jane 80 Talks, we're going to be talking to Dr. Monica Mancilla from the Heart Approach and the Relational Path Institute about love in time of swiping. No, basically we're going to be talking to Dr. Monica Mancilla, who is one of the experts in the in the field of relational um, therapy and who is also has created an amazing theory to support how we can create beautiful romantic relationships from the inside out. So how can we actually create that, manifest that into the world when there's so much men hunger and women hunger with these apps and the gamification of love. So we're going to be interviewing her and maybe Hats will get some tips. I need some tips. Don't we all? So we will sit back, enjoy the show, and uh, hopefully have a cup of tea with you. Yeah. Enjoy. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Gen 80 Talks with myself, Hat, and my wonderful co-host, Anahi. Hi, thank you. Um, in this podcast, we're going to be tackling different topics that it has to do with life, success, failures, and everything in between. We're going to be talking about relationship, love, family, careers, etc., and all the challenges that we face in this life that we're living. So stay tuned, subscribe, and join the conversation. Yeah, so sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Right, so welcome back to part two of yes. this amazing um, episode. We have an amazing person, and I've never met uh, Dr. Monica before, but I love you already, genuinely. Like I think, I think having the conversation with you is amazing. So I'm really glad to have met you. And um, yeah, um, this is um, episode 13, lucky 13. Yeah, which is actually episode three of the season two, right? That's what we decided. So waiting for my Netflix contract. But, okay, yeah. so and like, <laughs> like we mentioned on our previous episode, Dr. Monica Mancilla from the Relational Path Institute, which is the creator of the Heart Approach, and us were talking about love in the times of swiping, and we were talking a little bit about the nuances that we have as millennials dating and everything that is happening and how our generation is facing the dating world and the difference between the old school and the new school and everything, um, and also we were talking about showing up and how do we show up in an app versus how do we show up in a bar yeah and, right and, and so at the end of our last episode um i sort of touched on the fact of um it you know our generation having one foot in our parents generation but one foot in the this generation and it's sort of like navigating that and and the whole thing of you know taboo and shame and uh oh somebody recognizes me which has happened before as i said <laughs> uh which has freaked me out a few times but um um it's it's interesting i think um you know when these things happen so last time we talked about what's happening and we talk about self-love which is one of the things that we we discuss it's how you are always we are always told the moment that you love yourself the world is going to love you and blah, blah blah so dr monica can you you made a face that requires an explanation tell us more about self-love and the dating world um so so self-love has become the next thing to shame each other about it's, it's just, oh, you know what? Go love yourself and then everything's going to happen. Like so many times, you know, one of the most toxic comments I ever heard for people that are, that are wanting to be in relationships is like, you know what? When you stop wanting it, then is when it's going to happen. I have heard that one a lot. Yes. Right. And it's interesting because we don't tell people when you stop wanting a job, then you'll find a job. <laughs> <laughs> or when you stop studying, then you're going to learn. <laughs> right. So, but, but there's a lot of shame attached to wanting a relationship. Mm -hmm. And, and, and again, so we were talking in the last episode as well of toxic positivity and this mm -hmm. idea, especially for millennials that you guys have to be happy all the time. And if you're not happy, there's something wrong with you. So we are letting go of our humanity, letting go of our ability to experience all the realm of emotions. So, so if we think of relationships, and I think this is a very important conversation to have when we think of what does it really mean to want to want a relationship? What does it really mean to have a relationship with ourselves? And then if you think of it, it just comes to a basic human instinct. And, um, and I'll explain a little bit more about that. But and I, and you and I have had a conversation about man hunger and women hunger. <laughs> and that's, yeah. our mind. that's the way that I call this impulse that we have towards wanting to be in a relationship. But it is normal, you guys. Like, this is the thing that is very interesting. 
like if we, we think of babies. A baby um, wants to eat and then baby cries or baby asks for food and then so it's an impulse towards a need. And then when we have that impulse, hopefully mom is going to come and feed the, baby, feed the baby. And then the baby, the, the, the need is, is met. After mm-hmm. the need is met, baby goes into rest. It's happy. It's good. It's satisfied. It's not thinking about food anymore until then we want more. Right? So that's a normal human rhythm. Now, when it comes to relationships, relationship is just one other need that we have as humans. We have the needs to be in loving um, holding spaces with each other, witnessing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's like, think about this, this conversation we're having is lovely because the three of us are coming about something we, we enjoy and then we can connect this way. The same way we wanted to have that one person that we can connect, that one person that, um, I don't know if you guys heard of this woman, Esther Carroll, she yeah. talks about sexuality in the context of relationships. And then she says, well, you know, in our modern world, we give all the responsibility to another one human being. And, and again, like, so we do want that. We want that. So then we have that impulse. So what happens is we have the impulse and we meet a person and then the, input, the, 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 the need gets satisfied. And then you will think we're going to the context of a marriage or in a context of a committed partnership. And then life continues going on and hopefully it works. And hopefully we spend 50 years together until death, death does us apart. That's the, the happily ever after that we are all looking for, which is a natural impulse. Mm-hmm. The problem is when we have the impulse and the need is not met. So I want to be in a relationship and then I go out on an app and then I get five people that uh, I don't match with, which tells me, oh, there's something wrong with me. And then maybe I match with one person and then I start the conversation and then we have a very nice conversation. And then this person, because I'm a woman, I'm expecting him to tell me, to uh, let's go for a coffee or let's take this conversation to the next level and give me your phone number. And but then this person never does that. And now it's been two weeks of chatting in an app. And then we're wondering, is that, did I say something wrong? Why did he not text? Mm-hmm. Or respond. I sent her a message two days ago and she hasn't responded. So then that impulse is not met. So then we, uh, that need of, of being in a relationship becomes the negative side of the impulse, which is what we call longing. And longing is the, it's like, an ongoing need for something that is not met is hunger. I think, uh, Dr. Monica, you were saying, uh, just that point there of sending a message and people not responding back. And we touched on this briefly on a previous episode about, um, one of the, one of the main issues I had in my previous relationship was, um, was not responding to messages as soon as I received them. Right. And, yes. and that caused a massive issue. It was like, um, you know, or, or maybe responding in a way, uh, because if you don't, if you don't send a response, that person's going to think negatively. So you send something just to, you know, just to keep, you know, the to conversation going, like, you know, send an emoji or something. And, and then that person's <laughs> yeah. not happy with that emoji that you should have sent a different emoji. And we, re- we really sort of complicate things. And I think this whole, um, you know, for our generation, we're still getting to grips with how to, texting how and to communicate yes. with it, you know? And I completely, yes. When I, was, when I was, you know, growing up, there was not, none of this stuff. And if you wanted to go out with your friends, you'd have to walk to their house and knock on their door and say, hey, what are you up to? Should we go out? Should we go to the cinema or pick up the phone and say, hey? And, and we, we're sort of hiding behind all of these things. And and you meet somebody on an app and they don't respond for, for a day or two. And, and you start sort of playing these scenarios in your head. Well, why, why are they not responding? Have they met somebody else? Have they done this? Have they done that? And it may just be the fact that they're super busy with work or, you know, you know, they just, they haven't switched on the app for, uh, for so long. Um, but I think that that's, that's we, when it comes to texting, I think that, again, our generation is still trying to figure it out. Like, I, I see it with my kids, you know? My kids are not texting, but because of homeschooling and COVID and all that, they do have, like, my eldest, not my young one. Um, he will begin to text in this app for the school to his friends, right? And they put all these emojis, and for him, it's like, for him, an emoji is something given, Emojis were made up before he was born, right? So he's like super fluent on them and he understands them. He found them hilarious. Well, for us, 
We read we, into everything. We, like. and, and we're like, wait, wait, what does this emoji mean? Like the other day I was talking to a friend and she was dating, she was dating a couple of people and, and she was, and then she said, I just got tired of this guy blue ticking me. And I was like, okay, what is blue ticking? Do I want to know? And does, is it fun? And she's like, you know, blue ticking, like in WhatsApp, like when they left or, or he left me on red. And I was like, what does that mean? And it's when, you know, when the, the two blue ticks, the two ticks go blue. And I was like, oh shoot, there's a name for that. And then she was explaining, she was the one that sat me down with ghosting, left you on red and blue ticking and all these terminologies that for, for us are new. And so we start to make, because we don't feel if, that we don't feel fully empowered or fully in control of the situation. We go, maybe he's ghosting me or maybe she's ghosting me or maybe. So we create a bunch of stories in our head that make something that could be something like I was in a meeting. I couldn't respond properly, but I sent you a happy emoji into World War Three. You know, yeah. yeah. But, but, but then think about that, right? So again, let's bring it to the context of food. What will happen if you needed a meal and then you kept getting, uh, you kept getting little shows of food, but never really ever comes to you, right? Mm. Like if you, get, if you get getting teased with all of these commercials about food, but you never get to take a bite into it. So it is an impulse that is not met. And this is what we were talking about. And then we are, we want it so badly because again, it's a human, it's a normal thing. And okay. In the one hand, it's a normal thing. In the other hand, there's a lot of shame attached to it. I'm happy that you say that because I think that, that we feel ashamed of wanting love, but you were saying that it's a normal thing. We are really ashamed of wanting love because of the toxic message of you need to love yourself first. Mm -hmm. So when the minute that we say we want love, what the world tells us is, oh, you should be happy by yourself. Why can't you just be happy if you only were happy by yourself? And the funny thing is we hear this message a lot from people in relationships, right? <laughs> so uh, if you, if you love yourself, then, then go and be happy on your own. Go and starve, right? So yes. So there is truth to both messages. We need to find that space of, of true contentment with self. But the reality is that there's a lot of people in happy relationships that are really, that, that didn't really need to become a monk before they actually found that person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the evolution is going to happen together. It's the same thing as I, I say to people, well, if you tell me that you want to become a really good swimmer, you're not going to go running every day. They're going to swim. So why are we telling people that to be in a relationship, they need to be alone? If you are actually develop the full ability to be alone, then you'll be relational. It's two different, it's two different things. Being mm -hmm. in a relationship is one thing. Being, being on your own is another thing. Both of them are good. So, you know, um, yeah, Dr. Monique, you mentioned, you mentioned the, you gave a good example in the last episode about the, um, uh, the rainbow having different colors. And each color, uh, let's say, reflects um, an experience or an emotion, let's say, uh, a life experience or an emotion, uh, you know, anger, happiness, sadness, um, um, being lonely, all of these things. Um, and you can't just take one thing out and be like, okay, I'm going to try and match with, the, with that one person. That, because it's, it's, that rainbow is a foundation of, like you said, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a foundation of... Um, uh, when you meet somebody, you, you'll have all of these emotions and be able to weather, weather storms better. You know, when you go through hard times, you've both, you both experienced sadness, you've both experienced anger. You, and, and so you understand each other better. Um, and I think that's kind of similar to what you were saying now. Yeah. Is, is that, you know, without this, you can't just be lonely all the time. You need to experience life with people, you know? Yeah. And you know, I've had, and that again brings us back to our conversation about worthiness. So if you, if we think of the showing up authentically, and that is what is going to bring us to the everlasting relationship is authenticity. It's not happiness. The thing is that if we're happy, when we are happy, we're more available mm. because, because life is easier. So if my life is easier right now, most likely it's going to lead me to feel happier. 
And if I'm happier, I'm going to have more room. I do not need to numb away from pain. Mm -hmm. So when we overwork, when we overeat, when we overexercise, when we overdate online, what we really are doing is we're just saying, I do not want to look inside to whatever caused pain in my life. So I'm going to do something that distracts me. That mm -hmm. happens to a lot of us. And um, so millennials are in the age right now of divorce. Right, like it's the, it's the time in which a lot of people are going through divorce. Divorce is really, really painful. No matter what, <laughs> divorce it, it it doesn't even matter if it was the right choice. Divorce divorce is painful. So mm -hmm. then, again, another human tendency is we're gonna we don't want to feel pain. So what we're gonna do? We're going to numb away from pain. Dating mm -hmm. is a numb away from pain. So then when we don't visit that space within us, then we actually are going to hook into the next relationship, which is going to look exactly like the same, like the last one. Or we, so, so we are just, or we distract, right? Like we overwork, we overeat, we over exercise. We do all of these things to forget that we actually have this need of true authentic connection. So mm -hmm. showing up. So then what happens? So, so the idea of like, I'm happy, Okay, if I'm happy, of course, people are going to come to me because I have time for people because I am not numbing away. How are people going to come to me? They're going to come in the next swipe or they're going to come in the corners when they drop the books. They are going to drop. See, we are going to meet people. And, and if I could send this message to the world enough times, you are going to meet someone. Don't worry about it. When you are when you open. Now, we might say, I want a relationship, and that's not a lie. But we might not be open enough to actually attract that relationship into, into our world. And, and when is it that we become a true magnet for a long-lasting, respectful, and loving relationship? Not just for a relationship, because finding a relationship is easy. If we wanted one, we can have one. Everyone. It's just finding a good one, a one, one that is worth having. Exactly. Mm. So if, well, how do we find a relationship? We compromise. We just go and we say yes to everything and we can end up in a relationship. Or we don't change our internal structure and we end up in the same relationship that we left with a different person. We find the exact same character, but with, with another, another human being. And, so, and, yes. and positioning, sorry, uh, and positioning yourself, you said, um, you, you gave a very good example of, um, okay, uh, you're, you're with a bunch of friends, you go out to a party, um, loud music, whatever, and then you meet somebody there, and that person doesn't actually like being there, but you meet them anyway, and you're like, so why are you here if you don't like loud music? When, when, when you could be positioning yourself to meet with people uh, doing things that you actually enjoy doing. So, for example, sports. Um, I don't know. Um, if you like sports. Like, if you don't like sports, you know, don't do sports. As an, I, mean, I mean, do sports, but don't meet people that do sports. I mean, as an example. So, I, you, you know, you, and this comes back to sort of finding people who have similar interests as you. And, 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 and that, that's, I guess that's kind of a good ingredient to have for a, for a lasting relationship. Because, you know, if, if they have in, similar interests, they're going to you know bond better i guess over things that they like uh but i think it's also that's where a lot of us uh, millennials need to start going is inwards because a lot of us have been trying to play it perfectly we have we have been trying to play by the rules that we thought that we were handed and so we don't question anything you know and so if if, if i want to meet someone that matches me and that matches the things that i like to do i need to know what i like to do and if i haven't ever gone through a journey of self-exploration i'm going to keep on meeting these random people in random places maybe because my friends took me there or maybe because i read on an article or i had a dating coach that told me to do this but it's not me it's not my my real self you know and and this is this is i think that was happening with a lot of a lot of people that are meeting in apps is that they told they there's some uh, you know these day people they told me to do abc and i did abc but a b nor c were me so when the mask falls both of them are looking at each other like but you told me this but you said that but you you told me that you were super chill that you 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 were not possessive or anything and then the girl is like where are you why aren't you answering my text you know it's like we are pretending so we are coming into the world with a facade because we haven't gone inwards and see where really who do i who am I? What do I want? I see that even with friends about babies, right? Like my generation still believes that you need to have kids. I see with younger women saying, I don't want to have kids. I'm chill. Like 
I'm halas, right? But we still have this thing of you need to get married, you have to have babies, you have to have this, you have to... And it's this way. So we're entering relationships from lies that we think we need to live in order to be worthy. So we are hustling to keep the lies covered. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. You know, so, so, so again, so the, the idea is um, showing up in a way that we were told is going to attract people. So if you grab the dating apps and you do an average of everything that everyone says they are, you can have a perfect robot. Everyone is into sports. Yeah, everyone, outdoorsy. Everyone likes to travel. Everyone, so <laughs> good food, so, good everyone, food, right? Everyone likes holidays. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So then, what is it that we created again? This mold that okay. So if I say that I like this and this and this and this, I'm going to attract this this person. Uh, there is one app, oh my goodness, it's hilarious. And there's been, I, I actually, I showed it out. I, it keeps showing in my Facebook and I do a lot of research on this. So I just like, what is happening in the world? And, and then there's like single men, I think it is. And th so there's this, th so they have these men that, that have, uh, that, <laughs> So it's obviously a doctor because it has the, the what, how do you call the thing to measure the heart rate? Yeah, the heart stethoscope. Stethoscope, stethoscope yeah. yeah. So he has a stethoscope hanging on his neck. And he, he's on a white um, on a white coat. And he's like, well, and, and of course he's perfect. And he's like, well, I am looking for a sensitive woman. That <laughs> and, then, and then you see under that like 500 women responding, meet me, meet me. And then I'm like, don't you guys know he's an actor? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but he has an stethoscope, Monica. He has a white coat. That's attractive. I mean, <laughs> why not? But he was uh, like awesomely good looking too, probably. And like, awesomely good looking and like, and very sensitive. And I just want a woman that I want, that I can please and that I can take care of. And, you know, but I'm old school and I like taking you on dates and paying for it. Right. So, so, and then what do you get out of, and then what do you get out of this is like, so if you want to meet me, sign for this dating app. <laughs> and then you're going to meet me. Of course, yeah, well. of course you're going to meet him with his stethoscope. Yes. So, so okay, so we are in the journey of self-worth. And in that journey of self-worth, so we think of, again, dating, coaching is a good idea to some degree if you are ready, if you have done the getting to know yourself work. Mm -hmm. How do we develop a loving relationship with self? getting to know self. Same thing that you will develop a loving relationship with anyone else. And then the thing is, when we actually develop that sense of worthiness, which is a lot deeper than just go love yourself, when we develop, then something very magical happens, which is we show up in the world, not in a way that um, now everyone loves me because I am showing up authentically. Not everyone is going to love us. And that's okay. Yeah, showing up in the world authentically, what it really means is like, what if I was me when I show up in the world, that one person that is going to get attracted to me is really going to like me, me. How wonderful would that be if that person really likes me and not the image that I showed up? Yeah, me for who I am, not for what I show, what I can show myself to be. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So when I work with, with single people, I always tell them, you know, every time you come in a relationship, come prepared with a red carpet under your arm. And this is my thing. And I say it all the time and I made this up, right? Like, so just have your red carpet right under your arm. And they say, what do you mean a red carpet? The minute that someone says, I want to go, roll it and kiss them goodbye and thank them for living your life because they were not meant. So the minute that someone says, I, I am not available in whatever way they're not, that's okay. That does not hurt your worthiness. What hurts your worthiness is just to try desperately to keep a person that is not ready to be with you because that's not your person. And I, I, with you not being good enough. I love that you're saying that because I think that a lot of the shame that we experience when we are in this dating world is they didn't choose me. Because many times we don't even do the choosing. You choose me, th then I'm chosen. I'm sticking with you because you choose me. But we don't say, like last week, like, no, two weeks ago when we were, two episodes ago when we were talking about boundaries, right? And we're talking about, because it was about our boundaries and what we want, like our non-negotiables in life and in relationships, right? 
But if we have never even talked about that we have, with ourselves, we, we haven't had that conversation with ourselves. And we're so desperate because, again, there's this pressure that we have on top of us. So we're desperate. We're like men hungry or women hungry. I just want someone to swipe to the right place to, to, to choose me. So anyone that chooses you, you're like, okay, I'm chosen. I'm chosen. That, that's it. And then we invest everything into that. And if it falls apart, the story that we tell ourselves is not, okay, you know, this was not meant to be or whatever. You know, like, I, I, I was, I'm not sure here. Or we don't even make an assessment. We go, I am unlovable. Yes. There's no love for me. I was rejected. There's something wrong with me. And, and then this story becomes so toxic that we are constantly being ashamed of it. Like I have a lot of friends that are singles and they're my age and they tell me I hate going to weddings because I'm tired of my aunties asking me, when, when are you going to, when are you going to get your act together and find yourself a good one? It's, it's, it's such a burden to think of love like that, to think of, I need to do this thing and, and maybe I will be chosen and maybe they will not leave me. And then, then there's this fear. So even on a, on an app, you are so full of shame and dread that you're just like, Oh, yeah. no point. And what you're talking to Anna in this moment is the sense of abundance. And there are three things that as human beings, we actually struggle with. And this is the general things we struggle with. One is we believe there's not enough. And mm -hmm. how many times I worked in Qatar, I worked, I mean, in Canada, I mean, in so many places in the world, I, I have taught people like therapists and coaches do this in, in New Zealand and Spain and Dubai. Like there's, and every country I go, I hear the same story. M women tell me there's not enough men here. <laughs> and men tell me there's not enough women here. You know, it's the same story. I have many people that I work with in Toronto. They say, well, there's, Toronto doesn't have enough men. Qatar doesn't have enough men. Do they, need, uh, do they need any engineers in, uh, <laughs> in Toronto? <laughs> but you know, but there is the sense of like, oh, I, I can't meet people here. And mm -hmm. then if we don't believe that, we tend to believe, you know, yes, of course, there's a lot of men. There's a, that's just not for me. Mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not available for me. I am not the one that is going to be the happily ever after. So I'm going to try really hard. Or we tell ourselves, I'm too different. I don't belong. I'm awkward. I don't, it's, it's just, I'm different. So this takes us away from that sense of worthiness. So, so when, when, when we, when we have someone that swipes, swipes, um, I guess, right. So I don't know, right. Yeah. So when the, the person swipes us positively, I guess, um, we hold on to it because yeah. we're so scared. if we lose this person, will I ever, ever find anyone else? And then we get super clingy and attached. We right. white knuckle it instead of letting it flow. Instead of letting it flow. And if anything else, if you open a tap and you have a drop of water and you think this is the only drop of water because you're closing the tap every time, you're going to hang on to that drop of water. But if mm -hmm. you fully open the tap, then you're, you're going to know there's a flow that is coming. So instead of saying, you know what, it's okay to go and meet many people, but also to go back to self. So when we are really talking about the relationship with self is to say, if someone leaves me, that has nothing to do with me. It has mm. to do with a, a matching process of getting to know different people and people are going to come and people are going to go and that has, and, and has nothing to do with my worthiness. Now, mm. Yeah. This is, but just, just this idea, like, um, how, how do we expect someone to choose us if we have not chosen ourselves? How do we expect someone to spend time with us if we haven't spent time with ourselves? How do we expect someone to give us the priority if we have never been priority ourselves? If even in our happiness, we have hooked into this idea that I have to be happy even if I'm sad. So, so this is the thing, right? If I do not allow myself permission to feel all who I am, why will anyone allow me to do that? That is so powerful. I, 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 yeah, I think that's amazing. And, um, and it's, it's absolutely true. So I mean, kind of like, sort of like just quickly summarizing what we've discussed so far is, is with, with the whole apps thing. Okay. There is an art to it. Okay. And there's no harm in, in understanding how best to position yourself, just like doing your CV, um, on a, on like LinkedIn or whatever, you know, there is a, there is a way and there are specific things that people 
look for, let's say. And so you should, I wouldn't say master it, but understand it. But before you put yourself out there, and there's no shame in that whatsoever, because this is just a tool to meet people. And, um, and, and eventually when you do meet them in person, you are yourself, you know, you don't put on a fake sort of persona or anything, be yourself. But before you do all of that, you have to be you know, ready, ready for it. You have to be ready to put yourself out and there. And open. Right? You have yeah. to be open. And, and authentic. You yeah. know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm open. Yeah. You know, I'm open to meet people because if you're not, and then you do, you do the art magic and then you put yourself online and then you meet somebody when you have that moment and you meet somebody first time, you're not ready for that. So it's, it, you, you're not starting on, on the right foot, if that, if that makes sense. So you need to put the work in first, as you said, then do the work second and figure and out how know, this oh, thing works. You, and then you yeah. nailed it. You nailed it. I think when you, even when you said, when you do a resume or a, you, you're applying for a job, you are putting all your attributes. And of course you're saying the things that you want that person to hear about you, right? Like, so in, mm-hmm. in all times it was about multitasking. Now, now there's not much about that, but so now it's like, I can work from home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I look really good on zoom. I'm pretty good on zoom. So, so you put all the right things because you want someone to call you to an interview, but if you had not done the work to actually be the person that is going to be interviewed, you're not going to be able to show up. So if I say I can speak two languages and then they interview me in a second language and I don't speak it, that's the end of my interview. So you're not authentic. Yeah. Why did they hire me? Right. I go in a relationship. Why did they hire me? How long is it going to last until I crash? And you're going to be constantly thinking because for, for, when you fake it on the profiles, like, like what you were saying that the robots, right? Like everyone is outdoorsy. Everyone loves sports. Everyone loves to travel. Right. And then when you go into the day, you're constantly thinking, will they see through me? Will they know that I'm, I was lying, you know? And, and I, I feel like a lot of my friends have told me that they're like, because you know me, I'm very active. Like I'm very, I'm not sporty because I don't like sports, but I'm very active. And so one thing that I told myself um, when I was getting separated is that I was never going to censor myself because I feel that a lot of the things that I have in my marriage was that I censor myself constantly. And I said, so I'm never again censoring myself ever, 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 ever. And then some of my friends that were already in the dating world, they will tell me, but you cannot be that. Like, you cannot talk about CrossFit. You cannot talk about lifting weights. Like that's boyish. And nobody's going to like it. And I'm like, yeah, but what do you think they're going to feel like if every Friday I run to go live with other men and they're going to be like, what are you doing this? You never told me that. So it's like you have to present your best self, but it's still your best self. It's not their best self. It is who yeah. you are in the end of the day. All of that is okay, you know? And this yeah. is when um, we just finished um, last week, actually. We had a 10-week a course for people that were trying to learn to develop this relationship with self and to attract love into their lives. And, and part of this, this group, which was really beautiful, is is uh, really, we just got to the point into a full relationship with self. So, which is not really about changing, which is the beauty. A lot of people tell us, you need to change this, like just lose weight. That's one thing. Uh, Highlights. Become become muscular, right? Like women want big muscular men. Uh, Men want skinny, um, sporty women. Uh, Go do this, go do that. That's, well, maybe I want to do some of that. Maybe I want to do it because I feel good about it. Mm-hmm. I feel good about it. Oh, go and do this, go and do that. So what is it that we really want to do? We don't really want to change. What we want to do is become our, ourselves more fully. Comfortable in, comfortable in your own skin. Just comfortable in your comfortable. own skin. And I think that's like, like what we were talking in this, this 10-week course. And, and I think they end up of our conversation in that in, in the, as people were developing and evolving is what they did is they became more themselves mm. while they unheld through the process instead of being thrown in the water and said, being told, go find yourself, go uh, to a therapist and do 10 years of therapy, go and um, love yourself. And then we're like, oh my goodness, if I love myself, but I do love myself. So how do I do that? So, so when we feel like, can you please hold my hand for a little bit and, t- and walk me through the process? And then when we are holding people through the process, which is this beautiful group of people that really put their hearts out and they were walked through the process. And then, and, and then they came out saying, 
wow, I found me. And then what happens when we found ourselves, there are people, not one, not one. There's many people out there that are going to be really, really attracted to that, that self. When we put layers, it's going to be very diffuse, so it's going to be harder to find someone. And, and, and even in the world of apps, you know, and, but we can find people in the world of apps. We can definitely find people in the world of apps. And what you said, which is really good as well, Hat, is it's not necessarily about we have to do the work first and then put ourselves out there. I would say go run so you become a good runner, but then learn the strategy. Go and develop the, at the same time. Just learn about yourself, otherwise you're going to injure and this is what we want to we want to avoid. We want to avoid, avoid injury, and we want to avoid hunger. We want to avoid man hunger, women hunger, and the cycle, the desperate cycle of like, I'm gonna put myself out there. I'm gonna date someone. This person's gonna disappoint me, and then I end up with all men are bad, all men are evil, all women are takers, all women are gold diggers. Why are you looking at me? It's <laughs> <laughs> a narrative, right? But, but you know what, money? Um, can you can you tell us more about the program? Because I feel like a lot of our our listeners and our viewers are gonna be like, "Yes, sign me up, sign me up." So tell us a little bit about that, because the reality is that, like you said, love, relational love, and 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 companionship is a basic need, and we are all in the like not all, but a lot of us are out there, and we want to build a happily ever after. So, can you tell us a little bit about your work? both as a therapist, um, which by the way, she's amazing at, but also within the heart approach so that people can find it. And maybe we can eliminate some of these men and women hunger that we see out there in the world. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, so, so the heart, the heart approach is pretty much an approach of our relationships. So what we focus on is all of their human needs. We focus on one specific, which is the need to be in relationship and we validate it and we say it's normal because it is normal. If it wasn't normal, not so many, we wouldn't have 10,000 million apps. It's interesting, again, as I do research on it, I find, so then we have the spiritual dating and the sports dating and the healthy living dating. And I did not know that. Yes, together with all the popular ones, the Bumbles, the, the um, Tinders, the that. So, so is there a cross, CrossFit dating, oh, sure CrossFit keto dating app? I'm pretty sure you'll find it. But the funny thing, so what I did uh, in my research, I actually went and I put myself profiles in several ones of them just to see what, I, what, what is it that is happening, really. And what I found out is that, the, and of course I did it here in Toronto, same people are in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so not to the CrossFit Keto one. Cancel that. Abort. <laughs> and of course, we're going to find some differences. But anyways, so what is it that we're doing in this course? So basically, it's a pretty extensive course. So we, we divide it into two different courses. And it's long, 10 weeks first, 10 weeks, uh, in eight weeks after that. But the, the first one, which is what we just finished, is we focus on the need of being in relationship. And then little by little, week by week, we learned everything we had to learn about how to develop that relationship. So it's no longer the, okay, can you go wear that dress, put on those pants? Uh, no, it's okay, what is it? How do I really, how do I really love myself? Mm. How do I do it? Because this is, how do I show up authentically? What do you mean authentically? So basically what we do is we go week by week and it's, it's an instruction course where people were able to um, log in and watch the lectures and participate, ask questions. And then we have another part, which is a beautiful part. And I think it is one of the richest parts of this course, which it was a process group in which they met and there was deep conversations about what is happening in their heart. What is, what mm. is it really like to be out there? And then during the week, they had exercises. And during these exercises, they were really getting to know themselves. So it's not a time to pass from relationships, which is what a lot of people think. It's like, oh my goodness, so now I have to take 10 weeks, a 10 week course to meet someone. No, 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 no. You go, you put yourself in the world, and you do everything you want to do. And at the same time, you're in this deep learning process that is going to make one thing happen. Just one thing. It's going to match your intention with your outcome. 
because right now you have a lot of intention and, mm. and, and we are going desperate with our intention. We're like, but I want to be in a relationship and I want to be in a relationship and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing that and I want it and I'm not ha- finding anyone. And I want to, but I'm spending 12 hours at work. I, and, but I still have the want. It's just that I'm suppressing the need because first, if I talk about it, I'm going to be shamed into it. So my intention is clear. My intention is normal. Maybe I don't talk about it because I'm ashamed, but my intention is clear and normal. So what am I going to do with the intention? I'm going to match it with an outcome. How am I going to match it with an outcome? I'm going to go out, so inside, out into the world, looking for that person, and I'm going to go outside in to my personal world. And what I tell people is my work as a therapist, but mostly my work as a as a as a trainer in this, in this model is I don't want people to go out in the world looking for someone. I want people to open up so someone finds them. Mm. So the, the process is inversed. So, um, and of course I do believe, and I actually am developing another part to, to this training, which is going to come on later on with this person that does um, dating coaching because I think it has a fantastic strategy so that when people have gone through this process and they say you know what but I also want to learn like what you were saying the strategy what picture do I put out and everything mm-hmm. it's like learning how to do a resume it's a technical yeah. part so yeah. we do university so you learn to become the product which is this beautiful self that you are and then we go and then we learn how to do a resume and that is good so in these 10 weeks what we're going to do is we're going to open our heart to the degree in which we no longer have to go look for someone but that someone comes looking for us and we're going to be available because what happens is i might even say i'm hungry i'm hungry but my poor stomach is so so tiny that when food is given to me i reject it i cannot Mm -hmm. stay with it so people might be attracted to us but we don't even notice it yeah, we don't see them being attracted because because it is we don't have the availability that we need to have, and there's good reasons for it. And it's not because we're broken; it's because life has happened. So, for all of the millennials that are going through divorce right now, it is painful, and we need to address that is painful. And that doesn't mean you're broken. You're not broken. You're human, and you had a significant loss. And no one will be shaming you if you were sad because someone died. Yeah, but we are getting shamed because we got a divorce and divorce means failure. It doesn't mean failure. It means loss. It means an intention of togetherness broke. And in that breaking, our heart broke. And Mm. we still have the same need, but we don't have the tolerance to receive it in that moment. Mm. So so what are we doing? We're coming back to center and saying, okay, yes, I I don't want to discredit the dating um, coaches, very popular with thousands and thousands of followers. I was watching this television show when this one person is coaching three women or four or five women into coaching. And, and it was interesting because this woman goes into the meeting a man or they're supposed to meet 10 men in half an hour. So it's like a speed dating. So it's man after man after man after man. And then I'm thinking, okay, that's not actually a bad thing. That's a good thing because what is he teaching them? So if we go to the deeper sense of it, what he's teaching them is abundance. Abundance, yeah. Don't worry about it. There's more, right? But he's doing it very superficially. And then this woman finds a person that she wants to talk to. And then the the coach is watching her on on a television, seeing her every move. And then there's a break. And then he goes and talks to her. And he's like, you know what? You You should stop using this word. You should actually ask this question. So he's really coaching, like this coaching, he's really coaching her into how to uh, open up. So again, it's good because he's teaching her how to open up. So her own closeness doesn't make this man lose interest. So as an outcome, possibly they're going to end up in a relationship. So yeah, it does work. But the problem is that there was no work done there. Mm. So what we're doing is very similar, but we're doing it in the inside. So we're saying, okay, so how do I develop the sense of abundance that is so abundant and so amazing inside of me that I am going to attract those 20 men, (laughs) not because a coach found them for me so I can meet 20 men in a speed dating, but because I'm walking down the street and the man is going to stop me and say, wow, you look beautiful. I love that. I think that 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 
Well, as someone that is, is has been working with you for a while and that I, I absolutely love your approach, I have to say that I see the, the shift. I see the shift in myself, but I also see the shift in my clients because a lot of the things, um, just, just, to, just to clarify, the heart approach is not only for singles and people in relationships, but it's also for therapists and coaches who want to get the tools so that they can go into the world and help others. So if you are a therapist or if you are a coach and you want to have better, or if you are like a yoga instructor, a mindfulness instructor, and you want to have tools to help others in the relational world, this is something that the heart approach is, um, it's part of, um, the relational path Institute. So I was, um, I trained with you a while ago and then I'm retraining now. I just finished. And, and I can say that the, the tools have been unreal. Like, and I see it with my clients, I see how the shift that maybe a few months ago or a couple of years ago will have taken me, I don't know, four sessions. It takes me one because it is, it is about alignment. So I, I do see the, 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 the value. I actually was bullying you into joining us for our next class. Yeah. I was bullying him a little bit with love. A little bit. I love bully. The, the, the beauty of it is that if you are already a coach, <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of it is that you are already a coach the niche of relationships is, is a huge niche because mm. it's a basic human need. So if you are able to actually market yourself and let the world know that you can actually help them find that happily ever after that we long for, it's, it's just a bit, it's not just you're going to have a lot of clients, but not only you're going to have a lot of clients, but on top of that, you're going to be doing so much good in the world. So, yeah. Because mm. you are transforming people's <laughs> lives. <laughs> and, you know, and you know what we need men we, we need men doing this. we need men doing this because um in yeah. in our in our groups you tend to have a lot of women but the women also are gonna need men to to do their their job too and, and you know and in the group as well like like we get a lot of women that come into the learning of it which is mm. beautiful and a lot of men sometimes shy away from the courses so men actually benefit more going into male relationship coaches that are going to be able to do the work with them one-on-one. -on -one. Now, there is another part to this, and this is something that we just discovered in the last course, right? So there was a lot of, a lot of people that are fantastic at caring for others, and they have the desire in their heart to become a coach. And they say, you know, I would love to take this, but I'm not a coach. So what we created, and this is, part of, this is not part of the heart approach, but it's part of the Relational Path Institute, is what we have the mindfulness integrative um, approach to coaching, which mm -hmm. is a coaching, a full coaching program. It's called MIA. So, and so, so people that were actually wanting, some people were coming to us and saying, I want to be a, a relationship coach, but I'm not a coach yet. So, so now, and this, we're going to do it this one time coming up in, in, at the end of September, actually, is that we have a class of people that are going to join our coaching school. Mm -hmm. So by the end of the fall, by the end, by December, they are going to be certified coaches with um, the Microness Integrated Coaching Certificate, but we are also going to fast track them into, into heart. So, so these people are training as a coach and, and you were part of our heart. Um, re well, you were a retraining and you've done so much beautiful work for us. And I I've done so much, <laughs> but I would so say yes to everything that you say. Yes. Cause I see the change, <laughs> but also I have to say that the reason why, the reason why I keep following you is because it works. Like it has transformed my life. It transformed me. It has transformed my business. It has transformed my, my journey as a mother, even as a mother, the, because everything is relational. We, everything is a relationship to someone else and to something else. So the more I have invested in here, the better the outcomes out there. So it's time to wrap it up. Um, so everyone remember, the Relational Path Institute, the Har Approach on Instagram and the websites, and we're letting, leaving all the information there. So theheartapproach.com and therelationalpathinstitute.com, right? That's right. So, so if anyone is interested in the coaching program, go into the Relational Path Institute and then okay. we have information there. And, and you know what I will say to everyone, just as a final message, if we went to going to high school and someone said to us, you know what, you have your choices of the courses you're going to take. And one of them is the course about love and relationships. And that was an elective that was going to be part of graduating from high school. Or you can take math. 
<laughs> or you can take I, uh, <laughs> I would have not taken math ever in the world I would like love <laughs> me so I would say like and then what I, the comment that I made and the reason why so by the way this course was only for coaches and therapists and a group of people including Anahi convinced me why don't we invite the world to take it yeah. uh, because the comment that I get every time I do workshops every time I teach people is I wish they had taught me this when I was a child. I wish mm -hmm. there was a course. So we said, okay, everyone is wishing there was a course. Let's make a course. Let's actually give a, a person the possibility of not doing therapy, but doing learning. Yeah. Keep learning. And, and you know, actually through learning, you, you will, um, you will, you will get therapy through learning. Cause you will, I mean, people maybe don't want to have therapy, but they, they will go, go on a course and they will naturally, sort of start learning more about themselves and, and come out the other side better, you know? So you have support, you have, you have a community that the, the beauty of the heart approach is that you are learning about yourself. You are processing a lot on your own because obviously a lot of the work is on your notebook when you are alone and facing all these questions and stuff. You also have meditations and, 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 and mindfulness, mindfulness exercises that are, help you carry it deeper. And then once a week you sit with your people and you cry together and you laugh together and you share the journey. And this is, this is to me the, the most beautiful part. It's like, I, I have my group and whenever I met with them, I got so excited because I'm like, Let, let's connect, you know? And, and that is the beauty of it. So singles ready to mingle people that are in relationship, whomever you are, if love is your thing and you want to create beautiful relationship, you're happily ever after whether you want to do it for yourself only or whether you want to do it for others and you want to do it as a career, contact the relationalpathinstitute.com and or the heart approach and really transform the world. You know, and, and I will say like, send us an email. So just go info, info at relationalpath.com. Okay. And I will send all that information. But I, this is just the last little thing I wanted to say is, in my time, which I'm not a millennial, in my time, we met people in school. So if we are talking about meeting people, being like-minded people, I'm just going to say this, how will that be for you to meet people while you're learning about love? So yes. we are inviting all men and all women to come to be learners. You're not, you're, so instead of instead of paying for another free apps how will that be like to invest into a full transformation where you but i want to meet pretty awesome people people that are also doing their work mm -hmm. people that are also growing so when you said and i i noticed and i hear you were doing this really interesting um question on on your on your um facebook page and you were saying what do you want in relationships and imagine if you met a person that wants the same thing Mm -hmm. amazing and we know for a fact that the people that ended up in the course are going to have full transformations and they're going to be fantastic partners so come meet them there yes like we, you are going to be in a class with each other so it's a good pool way of meeting people <laughs> exactly it's completely it's completely um it's a perfect pool for you to meet them and also to create really beautiful friendships because that's what we have we have companionship there Yes. So yes. Join us because I'm going to never let it go. <laughs> I know. The heart approach I, forever. I know, I know. I'm not going to hear the end of it until I join. So basically, yes. <laughs> so come meet Hattie. <laughs> Thanks everyone. <laughs> Thank you, Monica. Um, talking to us from Toronto and everyone remember to follow the heart approach and the relational path Institute, do the work, show up and get ready to rock it. Whether you're a millennial or whatever, you deserve love. Wanting love is not bad. Just, do the work so that you don't end up injured or injuring someone. Yeah. Right. And our, on our Instagram is all relationalpath.com. So, so everything. We'll, we'll definitely, we'll definitely be linking that. For we'll sure. leave all the links and all the information there for them to, to get it. But thank you very much. I now need to go and work on my uh, CV. So, uh, <laughs> on your CV. thank you guys. It's been delightful to meet you. Thank you, Moni. Thanks a lot.